Dusty, what's the one book you can always find in our car when we're on a trip? Honestly, Mike, it is usually a Moon travel guide. That's right. Moon is our favorite travel guidebook publisher because not only are they a source for ethical travel and the best ways to get away, but their books also are packed full of information on everything from sites to see, trails to hike, restaurants, and lodging, all from real authors who are local to the areas they're writing about. That's right. And we're so excited that this year we are again partnering with Moon Travel Guides. Ready to cross something off your travel bucket list in 2024? Have a lot of great ideas for trips, but don't know how to get started or keep your itinerary organized? Wherever your wanderings might take you or inspire you to go, Moon Travel has you covered. Moon Travel is the travel guidebook publisher for ethical travel. Don't spend months trying to craft the perfect getaway when you can do it all with Moon. Whether you're headed abroad, planning to take to the open road, or want to wander the trails of a national park, make sure to pack a Moon Travel Guide with you. Through the end of 2024, our listeners can get 20% off any Moon Travel Guide when they use the code GAZE20 at checkout. That's amazing. And that is code GAZE24, G-A-Z-E-2-4 for 20% off any Moon travel guide in Moon's entire library. And that is just for our listeners, and you cannot find that anywhere else. Be sure to visit Moon.com. Head to our show notes and check it out and see Moon's entire collection of travel guidebooks. Hello and welcome to season four. Hello, welcome back. Another season. Of Another just season. Tonguing my windscreen like there's no tomorrow. <laughs> oh my God, that is a reference to our very first episode. That's right. Tonguing your windscreen. Tonguing my windscreen. And to reference that even right. more, you're very good at tonguing windscreens. That's right. <laughs> I'm the Tri County <laughs> champion. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you wouldn't know it, but it's true. You're going to state. <laughs> We gotta go to states. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I'm Dusty and I'm Mike. Welcome back. Yeah, it's been it's been a minute. It feels like we recorded everything at the end of season three, like months in advance, because oh, yeah. we were going to be away for a whole basically month and and then some. Mm-hmm. And um, Dusty is an editing machine. Yes, but we didn't want to bring anything with us on the road, no, so he had to edit either. everything way ahead so all that stuff was just sitting at home we ready just to brought roll our like you know ourselves trail recording systems which are, which are our iPhones. Phones. Right, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Right. They work To make wonders. it sound fancy, it's but true. it's just a phone. It is just a phone. That's so, right. So yeah, and um, we've got some we got some exciting things on the docket this season that um, I'm is very different excited than anything about we've season. done before. Yes. So for sure. Yeah. So let us dive in to the wonder, the beauty, the majesty that is our season four trail map. If you're joining us for the first time, Gaze at the National Parks is a podcast that explores the trails of America's national parks, one hiking trail and one national park, one park at a time. Along with taking you along hikes through the incredible landscapes of our public lands in our full-length episodes, in our Trail Mix episodes, we discuss issues related to the national park system, along with our visits to some of the other 400-plus park units that are a part of the NPS. In our past three seasons, 
we have covered 23 of the capital N national parks, along with some smaller units of the MPS that we have visited. Some of those parks include the Great Smoky Mountains National Park, Haleakala, Cuyahoga Valley, and Joshua Tree, among others. We have so many other parks to cover and so many more parks to see. In fact, this summer we took a road trip to see 10 national parks, nine of which we had never visited before. Our one repeat park from that trip was one of our favorites of the East Coast, which is the Great Smoky Mountains National Park. That's right. The Smokies, you know, just leaving our hearts there all the time. Always. (laughs) Always. It was an incredible journey this past summer that took us five weeks in total. We drove all the way from New Jersey to Western Montana and back again, creating a weird parallelogram of a driving route. Let's talk about parallelograms and geometry. I don't want to. Geometry was my (gasps) least favorite math. I I lived for geometry. I I felt dumb in geometry. And the thing that was the thing I hated the most was proofs. (laughs) I hated proofs. Stop it. I love And I don't think they do them anymore. I think that's a shame. I loved proofs. I just thought it was like a a nice, clear way to go like, this is this because of this reason. This is this because of this reason. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Yeah, I guess so. But I also think it was dumb. (laughs) I felt like it was like English and math and I didn't need it to be there with Mm. the two columns, right? It was like two columns. Yeah, two columns. Yeah, that's how you would do it. I was like, you'd think that I would enjoy it because it's shape-based and I'm an artist. I did not. Give me And you do love geometric design. I do. It wasn't the most enticing of subjects to me. Give me a formula that I can balance. Like, oof. Oh, like in chemistry? Oof. Oh, you liked balancing chemical equations? Oh, I did too. (laughs) I loved that. That was my sweet spot. I also had a geometry teacher that was just so alive for geometry. Mm -hmm. Like, and that was why I was alive for geometry. Like, without a doubt. Yeah. um, She lived for it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's, you know. And I loved it. That's who you need teaching geometry. People who live for that. I could sit there and do perpendicular bisectors all day long. Oof. My favorite thing was when it was like, here are these three dots that essentially make a triangle. Here are these three dots that make a triangle. <laughs> you have How to. How bad do you want to be with that triangle? Right. You have to you find. Bisect it? The inter. You have to find the center point mm-hmm. of all three by using perpendicular bisectors. Mm. Oh, all day long. Mm-hmm. All day long. I could Is do that. Is it hot in here? It was so hot. I feel it. <laughs> yep. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, parallelogram driving routes on our trip. Indeed. Over the course of this wild ride, we saw so many incredible sights, and we're excited to share some of our adventures in three of the national parks we just visited this summer in our season four. Now, we have never focused on just three parks in a season, but we had so many adventures in just these three that we thought it would be a great idea. Not only that, but these three parks are all relatively close to each other and all contained within the Rocky Mountain chain. So as a way to kick off our season, we'd like to introduce these parks to you in an episode that we title our trail map, which is like our trailer Mm -hmm. for the season, along with being a primer for the season. It's also a giant trivia-based episode. That's right. We love games here at Gaze at the National Parks. In fact, along with playing some of the same games we play out on the trail mid-episode, from One Has to Go to The Vault to One Letter Change, we also love to write Jeopardy-style trivia at the end of each of our full-length episodes. So as a way to reveal our three parks to you, and in an effort to scratch the surface of that journey, we've got some games. So... Put your thinking caps on, and let's see what we can discover about this season. Are you ready, Mike? 
I am. Now, I've written a few games to help us get to where we're going. Here's our first game. Our first game is called Between a Blank and a Hard Place. In this game, we're going to be looking at different types of rocks. First off, let's start off with the three different classifications of rocks out there in the world. Can you name them? We did a lot of trivia this summer. Oh, my goodness. And we definitely covered this. Can okay. you name the three different types of rocks? And if it's so, if you can't, then we'll... Is uh, one sedimentary? That's correct. Okay, that's one. Mm-hmm. Is There's two one more. limestone? No. <laughs> limestone is a part it of... It is the type of rock. It's a type um, of rock. I'm looking is, for classifications. Um, is another one... Um, what does a butterfly do when it changes from a chrysalis to a butterfly? It, it transforms. Goes, mm, I'm like, thinking of another word. It was also a book about someone changing into a beetle who's the author's name I can't remember right now. <laughs> oh, my God. Mutation. <laughs> no, Transmutation. It's an, M, it's an M word, but not morph, mutation. Morph? Well, there's a word in front of that. An animal rock. <laughs> <laughs> an animorph rock. No. Mm-hmm. When something, Welcome to the stage, uh, animorph. <laughs> I think she's there. She Meta- there. Metamorphic. Metamorphic. And okay. then the last one is... is a- transient. <laughs> <laughs> is they go to many so many is, places. Is igneous rock. I, yes. Okay. I'm so great. With so rock. let's see if you can figure out which type based off of the description. Okay. So it's so sedimentary, mm-hmm. igneous, and, and metamorphic. metamorphic. Okay. okay. This great. classification of rock is formed by layers and layers compressed on top of one another. That's sedimentary. That's correct. This classification of rock is formed through the solidification of molten rock material. That's igneous. That's correct. Okay, so metamorphic rock can be formed through one of these three processes within the earth. Can you name any of those processes? They aren't that complicated. So what's something that might form metamorphic rock? There's three. There's three processes Mm -hmm. that might form metamorphic rock. Is it like... Or three conditions, I guess I should say. um, The melting of magma or something like that. Heat. Heat. Okay, Okay, heat is one. Heat. Mm -hmm. Um. What about freezing? No. No. Well, this is so, or like what about like water? Is water yeah. another? Well, one? it could be. We'll we'll slide erosion. That, we'll slide that under chemical process. Is that another so, one? Mm-hmm. So heat, chemical chemicals, and then you know if something is bearing down on something for a long amount of time, it might be doing this, creating a at pressure. That's right. So heat, chemical process, and pressure are the three ways that metamorphic Mm. rock can be created. Look at that. So now that we have those classifications and a basic understanding of them, let's play between a rock and a hard place or between a blank and a hard place. Great. In this game, you'll be given a descriptor for a specific type of rock you may find yourself trapped between. You just need to answer to the best of your ability. Those of you playing at home might want to write down these answers. They'll help you figure out the first park as we play. If you don't write them down, it's okay. I'll repeat the answers at the end. Question one. This sedimentary rock you might find yourself trapped between will likely blacken what it touches and while relatively soft, has long been believed through pressure to create a much harder, more expensive material. Is this an igneous rock? Um, It's a sedimentary rock. Sedimentary. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm nice saying the name of this rock. You're, yeah, can you guess it? Oh, is it coal? That's correct. Okay. Exactly. Great. Question one done. Okay. Set for question two for rock in a hard place or blank in a hard place. This type of rock you find yourself trapped between is an igneous rock that is often found in kitchens and bathrooms and comes in a variety of colors and patterns, usually brought up to a high polish. Granite. That's correct. Okay. And the last question for this part of this game for our first park. This type of metamorphic rock you find yourself trapped behind is an incredibly beautiful blue with veins of silver and gold running through it. 
It may often be found in gem shops and was used in ancient Egyptian jewelry and ornamentation. What is topaz? Mm-mm. No. It's, you said blue, mm-hmm. right? It's not like an aqua marine Mm-mm. blue. It's like kind of like a royally blue with veins of silver and gold colors running through it often. I have no idea. What is lapis lazuli? Never would have gotten that. Okay. But I want you to know <laughs> that if ever I get a little dog, I'm going to name that dog <laughs> lapis lazuli. Get over here, lapis lazuli. <laughs> It'll be a little lap dog. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Each of those rocks just gave you a hint to one of the parks we visited this summer and one of the parks in this upcoming season. Make sure you wrote down each of those or made some sort of mental note because this game is interactive and is going to involve some jumbling of letters to figure out our first park. I'll make sure to give you all those clues again, and I'll only be dealing with one single park before we move on to the next one. So the last three answers we had were... Lapis Lazuli, Granite, and Coal. So let's move on to the second game for our first park. Our next game is called Air Supply. Because we were often hiking at high altitudes, air was important and catching our breath was paramount. Air is an important part of these words, but there's something special about it that's going to help you discover our first park. Here are the clues. You're going to answer after I give you each clue. And air is going to be included in each of these words. This is a document where you have to provide answers to questions, usually at a doctor's office. What is a questionnaire? That's correct. This is a card game that you don't need anyone else for. Solitaire. This is someone who might sell goods within a national park. Oh, a concessionaire. There you go. This is the former name of the Democratic Republic of Congo. Oh, Zaire. That's right. And last but not least, this is a member of a specific military force, also the name of a disease that sickened many at a Philadelphia hotel in 1976. Oh, I don't know. What's a legionnaire? Legionnaire's disease. Oh, legionnaire. Okay. So what's special about the way that air is spelt here? Is it A-I-R-R-E? Something like that? Not a double R, but A-I-R-E. A-I-R-E. So, now you have answered all those questions. Take the air from air supply and the first letters of each of the stones from the first game and unjumble that to create your first park. Okay, so we've got... You've got granite, coal, and you've got lapis lazuli. So, and with air, I think that's Glacier. That's correct. That is Glacier National Park. Glacier National Park. We spent an entire week in Glacier National Park... And to be transparent, we we tossed around the idea of doing every episode of this season in Glacier National Park because we were like, we might end up having enough for an entire like suite of 19 full episodes. Right. Surprise. We Surprise, have half a season. <laughs> we have half a season just for Glacier, which is a lot. Yeah. It's a lot. And there were so many trails and oh my God, it was the greatest place. And there is so much to do. And we're excited to share that with you, but that's not going to be our first park that we have. Not our season. first park. So great. Let's move ourselves on um, to our next set of games, which will give us a glimpse at another park from this season. This first game, again, each of these parks will be revealed through two games. So this first game is called left center, right. And it's all about height in some way follow along okay. if you will. Okay. Please organize the following actors from Big Little Lies in height order from shortest to tallest. Okay. Nicole Kidman, Zoe Kravitz, Shailene Woodley. It would be Zoe Kravitz, Shailene Woodley, 
who's the other one? I mean, Nicole Kidman. That's correct. Zoe Kravitz is 5'2", Shailene Woodley is 5'8", and Nicole Kidman is 5'11". Excellent. Please organize the following world monuments in height order from shortest to tallest. The Eiffel Tower, the Golden Gate Bridge, the Great Pyramid of Giza. Is it the Golden Gate Bridge, the Great Pyramid, Eiffel Tower? You are on fire. The Golden ah. Gate Bridge is 220 feet tall. The Great Pyramid is 454 feet tall. The Eiffel Tower is 1,063 feet tall. There we go. And lastly, please organize the following rivers in depth from least deep to deepest. At, this is not the entire length of the river, but at its deepest point. Wait, um, you want depth, not length. Depth. Okay. okay. From shallowest, shallowest to deepest. Shallowest to deepest. Okay. The Congo River, the Mississippi, and the Danube. I would say that the Danube, the Mississippi, and the Congo. No? It's the Mississippi at 200 is the least deep. Then the Danube at 584 feet. And then the Congo at 720 feet. Okay. okay. So the Congo was the deepest. Yes, Congo was the deepest. So keep height in mind as we head into our next game titled Cohesive Randomness. In this, you'll be asked a series of random questions that will seem to add up to not much, but will actually reveal a great deal. Great. Okay. The Philadelphia Street, where the TLA Theater and tourist shops thrive, this collective name for the area, which includes Mississippi, Alabama, and Florida, and navigation for birds in winter months. Okay, so... It's going to be the same word. South? That's correct. So South, South Street. South, south Street. Um, we also have the South. Um, and also Birds Fly South. Okay. Also, I got a t-shirt from Biscuit Head that says, <laughs> put, put some, some South, south in, in your, your mouth. mouth. Mm-hmm. That's in Asheville. Mm-hmm. And if you're not eating there, then... What are you doing, what with, are you your doing with your life? <laughs> All right. This sitcom that gave us Brian Cranston prior to being in Breaking Bad... A desolate area with nothing or how we may have described some of the parks on our road trip and how you would describe Peter and Jan on the Brady Bunch to their respective families. Each of those answers shares a word. What is it? Step? Mm-mm. No. Half? Nope. Middle. Middle. Yes. Malcolm in the Malcolm middle. In the middle. Middle of nowhere and middle child. Great. Okay. So middle is our word there. And finally, if I were to take an opportunity to hog the limelight in order to get ahead or make a point, blank poobah and a brand of cylindrically sealed ready-to-bake biscuit rolls all include this word. What is it? It's the word grand. That's correct. So grandstand, grand poobah, and um, grand biscuits. biscuits by <laughs> okay. Pillsbury. That's right. Not, Not an a official sponsor. <laughs> so after, after playing those two games, can you guess which park I'm talking about? The second game actually gave you a very important clue. And the first word of three of the features for which this park is named. The height order game helped you to know the order in which they appear when viewing them within the majority of the park. Is this Grand Teton? That's correct. National Park? That's correct. So we have Grand Teton, Middle Teton, and South Teton. Oh, things that I didn't even know. Mm-hmm. And there's a bunch of other peaks in that range. I was but tired that day. We yeah. were, I mean, those days we were hiking there. Mm-hmm. Tiring. Um, Grand Teton is... Beautiful. Beautiful. Unbelievable. Elevation. Also, so much incline yep it's like every direction you go is incline it's, it's true. not true but you know what i mean yeah but it is you know it's one of 
it was a special, special park for us. Yeah, for sure. Certainly. By process of deductive reasoning, especially since you've been on this trip with me, mm-hmm. our last park for the season, which is actually going to be the first that we discuss on the podcast in season four is Yellowstone. Yellowstone. That's right. Even though we know the park, there's no reason not to play a game. In fact, let's play two. This great. first game is called Yellowstone Rhyme Time. Oh, in great. this game, you'll be creating a brand new park name by creating a rhyme, both of yellow and stone. Okay. All right. Great. Here we go. These are five questions. A very calm, subdued, yet pleasurable noise that might escape from your throat. Mellow tone. I'll take it. I was thinking mellow, mellow moan. Moan. <laughs> <laughs> what is mellow moan national park? Okay. A soft, sugary, squishy, and ornate white seat for royalty a jello throne not jello throne what is a marshmallow throne marshmallow throne mm-hmm. okay an old witch who enjoys this jiggly colorful dessert think about what you just said right uh-huh. but i'm trying to get the witch mm-hmm. one like a jello bone Mm-mm. if um, someone's an old woman she might be described as a <laughs> i wish you could see the face <laughs> and body motion i of don't know i don't know what's a jello crone <laughs> Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. A jello crone. Uh-huh. A large, upright, orchestral, instrument-shaped, baked breakfast item. A, a cello scone. That's correct. Cello scone <laughs> National Park. And a garment made by Versace, Armani, Ford, or Jacobs, among others. How would you describe it? Oh, um, a garment? Mm-hmm. Or anything that they created by hand with fabric and... It's stitching. Couture? No. Does couture rhyme with yellow It doesn't, <laughs> which is why I'm confused. What is fellow sewn? <laughs> sewn by a fellow. <laughs> fellow sewn? That's right. Are you kidding me? I kid you not. Fellow sewn. Fellow sewn. Great. As you give me death glares. So in our second and final game for Yellowstone, in our final game for this trail map episode, we turn to geysers, something that we're going to be talking a lot about in our coming episodes. In this game, I'm going to give you a clue and you're going to um, basically need to name the geyser. Keep in mind, there are 500 plus geysers in Yellowstone National Park. Great. Okay. Okay. Question one. Located in the upper geyser basin, this geyser could be named for a rock formation near Sand Beach in Acadia, which features graded walkways and metal ladders implanted into the rock. What is Beehive Geyser? That's correct. Very good. For two... This geyser would likely be the one where all the Leos in the park hang out, mostly because its sign is represented in the name. What is fire geyser? No. What is its its sign? Leo? What's what's Leo's sign? Oh, you mean like the symbol? The symbol, yeah. I have no idea. Oh my God. (laughs) That's how much I I walk away from Leos. I don't know. Well, if you had to have a, a lion that had an... Oh, well, I just gave a it to lion. you. A lion. Oh, a lion. Is it lion Leo geyser? Leo the lion. Yeah, it's oh, lion okay. geyser. Lion geyser. Yeah. No, um, that I knew. But yeah, I thought I you meant like for. the little like... Oh, the I don't know what the hell that's symbol. called. I don't know yeah, what those are. No, no, no. I was like, what? No. All right. Uh, for three, this geyser is clearly named by someone who enjoyed marking students late in school or perhaps for admonishing geothermal features that don't perform on time. What is... Um, tardy geyser. That's correct. (laughs) For four, this geyser was named for people who were looking to find a vegetable-based alternative for pizza dough, most likely the low-carb crowd. What is 
cauliflower crust geyser <laughs> cauliflower geyser cauliflower geyser <laughs> and last but not least hopefully this geyser wasn't named for the original film in this franchise starring Johnny Depp Orlando Bloom and Kira Knightley because I hear Disney is litigious when it comes to copyright what is pirate geyser Caribbean no, geyser no it's the subtitle part of that oh curse of the black pearl it's what is the black pearl guys the black pearl geyser. <laughs> great there you go <laughs> and that is all about geysers and that's our trail map for season four This has been the Season 4 Trail Map here at Gaze at the National Parks, the podcast, and we're here to remind you to hike early and hike often, and that adventure is always out there. Gaze at the National Parks was created and is hosted by us, Dustin Ballard, and Michael Ryan. To see images of this episode, follow our Instagram at Gaze at the National Parks. To contact us, email us at gazeatthenationalparks at gmail.com. And to find out more about the parks visited on this show, visit our website, gazeatthenationalparks.com. That's Gaze, G-A-Z-E. All original artwork featured on Instagram, on our website, and in the Gaze shop is by me, Michael Ryan. All original music was written by Dave Seaman and performed by Dave Seaman and Mariella Klinger and Sean Sklios. Our music producer is Skylar Fortgang. This episode was edited by me, Dustin Ballard. We would also like to acknowledge that while recording this episode, that we are on the traditional and stolen lands of the Lenape people, also known as Ocean County, New Jersey.